Hi, welcome, and welcome back to others. I'm Frank Mickens. This is Faith Fire Media, and I'm giving you a prophetic update on famine. Specifically, uh, it has to do with drought, and so I'm going to try to make this brief. This is really specific to people who feel called as intercessors or people of prayer who want to pray into what God is doing, to pray into his heart, to pray into his plan and his purpose, uh, even to share this with people who might not see in the spirit and might need to just understand that everything that's happening in the earth gives God glory and it's all ordained and uh, under his sovereign hand, the earth is his footstool. It is his footstool. He is uh, sitting high and looking low and he is orchestrating every single thing, even things that we consider to be bad, they are part of his goodness. Everything bows to the goodness of God. Everything works together for good to those who love God, who are called according to his purpose, everything, even drought. Let us pray, Father in Jesus' name, we thank you for your prophetic unction your prophetic function. We thank you for prophetic comfort, that which you bring through your prophetic word, the Nabi of God, that uh, bubbling up of the purposes, plan, and voice of the Lord, that forth telling, telling forth the heart of God and the mind of God. We thank you for that ministry. I pray, God, that I can operate under that in the grace of the power you've put in my hands through your spirit. May uh, the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. May I do this all by faith, God. May, we, may I prophesy by faith because without faith it's impossible to please you. I pray that my faith will become substance now, that it will become evidence now of your kingdom purpose, of your heart, Father. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Everything should be done in love. Everything should be done in joy. And uh, it's, it should be said as well for the prophetic ministry that everything should be done, prophesying should be done in joy and should be done in love. And so I bring this to you in love. Um, people might consider some of these things to be negative. Uh, certainly they are called to break our heart. They're called for us to, to submit to the compassion of Jesus, to, um, to bear all things and to endure um, through it all, do the work of the evangelist and to make full proof of our ministry in the midst of afflictions. And so that's what we're going to do today as we discuss famine. So this was something I prophesied about 2023. Uh, there was a series of seven releases that I made. I talked about famine in the land uh, specific to drought and I talked about famine in the land specific to uh, uh, food and things of that nature and the economic uh, upheaval. So let's talk about drought first, and I'm gonna release this into your hearing, something the Spirit of the Lord had me write down as we were having this inundation uh, through the, the river, atmospheric river that poured out water in California. The Lord began to minister to me about this because I knew he had prophesied to me about a drought. And I said, well, Lord, there's so much water falling in California. And he had to move on me and show me what he's doing. So I want to speak this into your hearing so that you can know God's heart, his voice, his plan, and for you to begin to pray into this. Also just to give you understanding and to give you hope and to bind you up under the love of God and the faith in God so that you're not afraid. Amen. Uh, so again, we're talking about famine as it relates to drought and uh, God's purpose for it. So this is what the word of the Lord is. I wrote this down. The great flooding in California represents the outpouring the Lord wants to unleash on mankind. His heart is to cover the earth with his glory like the water covers the sea. We cry out to God in a dry and thirsty land. Our souls are dry, our land is dry, and we have been afflicted due to unrighteousness. But the Lord promises to pour out his spirit to those who cry out. He will give us more than enough of his spirit. Open up the windows of heaven, O Lord, when we are deep in sin. Wash us and cleanse us with the roaring of your waters. Cleanse us from unrighteousness. But the Lord won't pour out his spirit to the extent that we won't need another outpouring. 
They say the flood is not going to end the drought in California. There will be a need for more water still. God, as you pour out on us, we ask for you to do it again and again. Don't let us become self-sufficient. Don't let us turn away from you. Keep us close, God. You shall eat not one day, nor two days, nor five days, nor 10 days, nor 20 days, but for a whole month until it comes out of your nostrils and becomes loathsome to you because you have despised the Lord who is among you and have wept before him saying, why did we ever come out of Egypt? That's a Numbers 11, 19 and 20. God, pour out your spirit, Lord. He wants to pour out his spirit again and again. He wants to show us his power. He wants to show us his faithfulness. He wants to pour out his spirit because we're ready and willing and waiting and available. He wants to bring us into alignment in order to receive his outpouring so it won't destroy us, but will carry us forward with his power. This outpouring was sent to destroy and uproot. I'm talking about uh, the atmospheric rivers in California and to remind us who has the power. But the Lord says he is striking and healing the land, striking and healing, which comes out of Isaiah 19. He wants us to walk in the overflow. Our cup will run over, but first we need an empty vessel. Where are we still crying out for Egypt? Are we still looking back for Sodom and Gomorrah? The Lord wants you to rely on him, follow him, receive him in all he is for you. Receive his deluge. Receive his deluge. So that's the heart of God in the midst of this drought. As it is in the natural, so it is in the spirit. The Bible talks about first in the natural and then the spirit. So God does things in the natural to show us what he's doing in the spirit. So the outpouring in California, while it did provide some relief, it brought some damage. It was too much. The Lord talked about, you know, giving so much that it's loathsome. The Lord's trying to break our hearts for him and it caused us to cry out for him, relief that comes from him. And he does want to pour out his spirit and he wants it to be something that we beg for day after day, that it's never enough. And so he wants to operate like that atmospheric river in our lives, but not bring the destruction. He wants it to bring the healing to the land. Glory to God. He is striking and healing the land. So let's talk about the, the drought for a moment. I want to show you a couple of things. If you're watching us on YouTube, if you're not, uh, if you're listening on, on the podcast, you know, I'll walk you through it. Uh, it might be worth you actually watching on our YouTube channel, Faithfire Media. If you go to Faithfire Worldwide Revival Ministries, you'll see Faithfire Media is one of our playlists and you can watch this. Uh, there are a couple of things I want to show you. So the New York Times talked about this drought that we're in the midst of in, the, in America. Um, it is, it is uh, historically uh, bad. And the headline for the New York Times article was, as the Colorado River shrinks, uh, the state of Washington prepares to spread the pain. So what happens is you've got seven states that rely on the Colorado River for water. But because the water's drying up, all of these states now are fighting over getting enough water for their people. So the seven states that rely on the river for water are not expected to reach a deal, this is from the article, on cutting back water consumption. It appears the Biden administration will have to impose reductions. And this is a quote. It says from uh, an expert in the water system there, um, it says, we're in a period of 23 years of sustained drought and overdraws on the system. So while we've got overdraws going, people are using too much, we also have a drought. So God is again exposing our nature as he is withholding, right? He says he'll make the, the, the sky as iron, the clouds like iron, when he talks about 
uh, how he's going to deal with his people when we walk away from him. And that's what drought represents. God is withholding blessing. He's withholding the water from the rain because of unrighteousness. And we've been overstepping our bounds and the Lord's trying to bring us back into alignment. Also from the New York Times article, drought, climate change, and population growth have caused water levels in the lakes to plummet. And this is a quote. Think of the Colorado River Basin as a slow motion disaster, says Kevin Moran, who directs state and federal water policy advocacy at the Environmental Defense Fund. He says, quote, we're really at a moment of reckoning. Amen. We're at a moment of reckoning. So the Colorado River, uh, seven states rely on the Colorado River uh, for water. And so the issue has been the people uh, have not been good stewards and we've not been good stewards of the planet now you might not believe in climate change but the lord is changing the climate as it is in the natural it is in the spirit as our climate changes weather so is the spiritual climate changing and these are the things that we have got to take notice of we cannot ignore this as if um as if these things aren't real these things are real God is doing them in the earth to get our attention. Somebody needs to say amen, because we need to heed what God is saying in the midst of his spiritual climate change. We're in a new time where God is getting our attention through these things. And prophets are sent to show you and explain to you what God is doing so we get his plan and purpose so that we don't miss it. Glory to God. So let me show you this. This is from that New York Times article. And this is Lake Mead's elevation. This is how deep the water is. And it's currently at, uh, well, this was on January 23rd. It was at 1,020, uh, rather 1,046 feet. That sounds like a lot. But if you notice on this graphic, at 1,025 feet, there are severe cuts that are mandated. So they were at this point only uh, 21 feet away from having mandated water consumption cuts. Then you look at uh, 950 feet, if they just go down another 90 so feet of water, the minimum level of water to generate power at the Hoover Dam will be getting close, meaning they won't have electricity. What did he say? 23 years of sustained drought. God has been dealing with us to turn us back to him because of our unrighteousness. He is withholding the rain, friends. Now let's look historically at this. You're seeing a line graph. At the very left, you're seeing the very beginning of Lake Mead, where Lake Mead was filled. So that, that first line at the very bottom, that's when they filled the, the water. You see that, that point that says lake filling. So that was decades ago. But if you look at January 23rd of 2023, it is at its lowest point. Lake Mead is at its lowest point in its history since it's been filled. And it is now getting to the point where they're going to have to cut water consumption unless there's a deluge of rain. And this is after the atmospheric river in California, in the West Coast. It did not shift the needle enough. And they're getting close to not having what? Power. Let's think about that spiritually. When we don't have power, does that mean we're not connected to the power of his spirit? God is showing us that there's a famine for the hearing of the word of the Lord. That's in the book of Isaiah. The famine represents the famine for hearing God's voice. We're not listening. The people of God have got to be, become uh, better listeners and, and align with the heart of God. He is making the clouds like iron. So let's talk about Lake Powell. Lake Mead is where the Hoover Dam is. 
right? Well, Lake Powell is where Arizona and Utah get their water. Look at their water level. So going back to January of last year, you've seen some undulations there, but it is at its lowest point since last April, and it's well below where it should be. How do we know? Let me show you this graphic. So that might not get you. Look at this. It says uh, elevation and content. Lake Powell is at 176.17 feet below full. Okay, so 176 below full. It would be full if they had 176 more feet of water. That's a lot of water. But listen to this. By content, Lake Powell is 22.52% of full pool. Full. So it's only 22% full. So let's turn that over on its ear. That means that it is 77% below full. Lake Powell, where Utah and Arizona, Phoenix, Salt Lake City, this is where they get their water from. The drought has brought Lake Powell to 22% fullness. Friends, this is the prophetic word of God manifesting. God prophesied a famine in the land because he's trying to get his people to turn back to him. What we find in scripture, and I'm going to be done here shortly because I have to release some more prophetic updates. What we find in scripture is the Lord deals with his people through circumstances. What did Jesus say in Matthew chapter 24? That there would be famine, that there would be pestilence, that there would be earthquakes. Glory to God. Why? The Lord says it's the sign of the end of days, the sign of the end times. It's a sign of God dealing with the earth. It's a sign of God's coming judgment. It is judgment, and it's also a sign of God's coming full judgment. So the people of God are called to what? And I heard this in the spirit this morning. We are called to what? Hear his voice, seek his face, turn from our wicked ways, that he might hear and heal the land. He says, if my people will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will hear their, heal their land. Heal their land. The land indicates the health of the people. The land is the people, but it's also the land the people are stewarding. God sends curses and blessing. We can't remember this. Remember, Moses was, was telling the people, I, I, I put before you both blessing and cursing before they entered the promised land. He warned them. Now you guys are going to be held accountable because he's shown you who he is. God has revealed himself as good. He's revealed himself as your provider, your protector. He's revealed himself as your light. He's revealed himself as your covering. He's revealed himself as your banner of love. He's revealed himself. And he wants you to rely on him because anywhere else is cursing. He wants you to be blessed in the city, blessed in the field. But you can be cursed in the city and cursed in the field. And so why are we bringing this up? Frank, why are you even bringing this up? God wants his people to pray. If my people, my people, he's not calling on the world to pray. He's calling on Christians to pray. Little Christs. He's calling us to be like Jesus who wept over Jerusalem. 
Are you weeping over your nation? Are you weeping? And I'm not saying conjure it up. I'm saying go before the Lord and say, God, break my heart for my city. Break my heart for my land. Break my heart for my country. Break my heart for this world where unrighteousness is reigning, where lawlessness abounds, where Jesus prophesied. He says lawlessness would abound, that there would be lawlessness in the land, false prophecy. We need to pray. So I'm going to wrap up this prophetic alert with prayer, and then I'm going to uh, record several more because we need to pray into these. And I think you will agree. Thank you, God. We honor you, Lord, for this time uh, in your presence. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your warning. We thank you for the joy that you said all things work together for good to those who are called according to your purpose, to those who love God and are called according to your purpose. You said that we are to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. You're calling us back to that, to align with you and love you more than anything, to lose our lives that we might find them, to love not the world, the glory to God, where things are corrupted and rust and rot and moths eat it. You said to set our affections on things above. Glory to God. We love you and we praise you for this in Jesus' name. Now rise up the intercessors. I pray for the uh, midwives in the spirit to go into prayer and birth your perfect pleasure into the earth in Jesus name. God, I know labor can be painful. God, I bless you. Oh God, how things can be tight, but you loosen those things up as we press, as we pour out our hearts, as we go before you with singing and songs and weeping and dancing and trusting you and re reminding you of your very word. You said, let us reason together. You want us to acknowledge our ways as we acknowledge you. You said we should not hide from our own flesh. So God, I pray you rise up the intercessors to pray in this season in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, I praise God for you. Uh, you can sow into this ministry at faithfireworldwide.com. I invite you to sign up for our newsletter. You could subscribe on our website. You can also watch us on YouTube. If you're listening on a podcast, you can watch this on YouTube and see those graphics. If you're watching us on YouTube, we ask that you like and subscribe. To allow this word to reach more and more people. And we praise you, uh, O oh Lord, for what you're doing in this ministry, which is unto the Lord. We're in the midst of a $20,000 campaign. Uh, doors have been opening for international mission, uh, mission work. We're going to Kenya in a couple of weeks, and we want to fund our mi international missions. And so if uh, the Lord pricks your heart, you can give on our website, faithfireworldwide.com. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you, be gracious to you. May he lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Lord Jesus. I leave you now. Until next time, God bless and uh, take care.